Have you ever tried to make a deal with somebody and instead of coming to the table and negotiating with you, they decide to be a petulant child and yell at you the whole time? Well, that's what's happening with the debt ceiling right now. We'll get into that and what the White House and the White House's mouthpieces are saying about that. We dive a little bit more into the left sort of vitriolic fairy tale land of why Donald Trump is bad. And we introduce you to a brand new version of how to live your life in a relationship. What is sologamy? Sounds weird. Sounds kind of fishy. We'll get into it all today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Welcome into the Monday edition of the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in South Carolina. Justin Hall, Mitch Prosser here with you. It is Monday, May 22nd, the year of our Lord, 2023. We're recording this just slightly before the noon hour on a Monday, so we are completely caffeinated and ready to go. And the first thing we want to talk with you about today, which we haven't discussed to this point, is the debt ceiling negotiations. And that's mainly because it's really, really boring. Just honest. But I think it's important to talk about this because since February, we have a situation to where the United States could, in fact, default on its debt by June 1st, according to the Secretary of the Treasury. Now, the same Secretary of the Treasury said that abortion is good for the economic bottom line, so I'd take her advice with a grain of salt. Are you talking about Janet Yellen? Yes. I'll take her advice with a grain of salt. In his town hall on CNN, former President Donald Trump said maybe it's best if the country does default. On the debt, kind of just make the point that we're spending money like crazy. I won't get into where that started. Um, But the former president says, well, let's just go ahead and default on the debt. The House Republicans, however, have put forward a package that would raise the debt ceiling while also making some much-needed cuts in some areas, as conservatives typically believe that we should not be spending money like drunken sailors. The White House has refused to come to the negotiating table for the better part of two months. Now they're there while the president is in Hiroshima in Japan, the G7 summit, but now they're all going to meet this afternoon in Washington. Yeah. Do we get a deal done, deal or no deal? Where's Howie Mandel? No deal today. I think the president's probably saying it's the end of the line while the Republicans are saying we won't back down, and the American people are just saying stop dragging our heart around. Um, yeah, that had a theme. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> I had a I had a fun weekend and brought a little Tom Petty <laughs> to the okay. show today. I right, do what you um, gotta do. So, uh, and there's an American girl somewhere. Nice. You're, you're welcome. Nice. Uh, no, seriously, I think what we're seeing right now is the the old proverbial standoff until mm-hmm. the eleventh. Maybe eleven forty-five, and sure. we're we're gonna get a little more airtime and play out of this. Not that it would ever be politicized by um, politicians, um, but <laughs> what in this case, I think I think a lot of people are gonna try to weigh into it. I think uh, former president uh, President Trump is going to he already has weighed into it. I think that uh, campaign trail uh, Republicans are going to weigh into this. It'll be a central talking point until at least June the first if not after June the 1st. And for the good of the American people, uh, I think a deal will be struck. Uh, what? Who gives what on that? Because naturally, in a broken system like politics and uh, the government, mm-hmm. um, compromise has to happen. Sure. Uh, and the good news with compromise is that everybody wins a little, and naturally, everybody loses a little. It's a um, win, 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 yeah, win. You know, it's a win, win, win 
win proposition or lose, lose, lose. Or lose, lose, lose. There's generally the American people are the ones that lose. Sure. Now, here's the key. Remember a couple of months ago, we talked about the fact that the White House is now enlisting TikTok influencers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Instagram influencers to basically be peddling mouthpieces for the administration on social media would be in in order to engage the younger generation. Because the only way that the younger generation would ever be okay with a doddering geriatric as their president is if a bunch of younger people told them that the that the doddering geriatric was actually really cool and really hip, and when he puts on his sunglasses, he becomes Dark Brandon. And we will negate to tell you that he goes to bed at 4.30 p.m. Well, so what we have... He gets his insure shake first. Correct. Well, he gets the insure shake at 3.15 okay. while he watches reruns of Andy Griffith. Is it Andy so, Griffith now? Well, Andy Griffith is on at three. Matlock is on at four. He goes to uh, sleep during Matlock that because one, he that one because, legal and, case. And, well, every time, well, every, every time. time he wonders how how did Andy Griffith get so old so fast? So the, he asks the same thing when he looks in the mirror. So the key here is that we have folks who are actively peddling. Just nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah. Specifically, this young man, Harry. Sisson? We've Sison? before. Let's let's take a look at what Harry Sisson, Sison, whatever, whatever, has to say about the debt ceiling negotiations. We are on the verge of our economy being destroyed, and if that happens, it'll be the fault of these men and the Republican Party. If we default on our debt, we cannot pay our bills, and that will cause economic catastrophe, and millions of Americans will suffer. So President Biden and the Democrats are saying, hey, let's raise our debt ceiling so this doesn't happen. But the Republican Party is saying, uh, no, we will only raise it if you agree to screw over veterans, single mothers, teachers, and more. The fact that the Republican Party is doing this and holding our economy hostage shows that they do not care about the average American, and they never will. The key in getting your political message across as a young man is to <gasps> keep <gasps> and yell. Number one, nah. number one, number one, here's here's what he doesn't understand. Here's what Harry doesn't understand. Let's just raise the debt ceiling. See, that is the, that is the key... To wait, what generation is this? Is this Gen Z, Z now? Are we Z. in Z? This is the Gen Z mentality of how to deal with economic problems. Just raise the debt ceiling. Yeah, just get course. another credit card. Just get another credit card. Everything we don't, we don't will be need, fine. Just, just raise the debt ceiling. Like, we don't have to pay the debt back if we raise the debt ceiling. <laughs> Duh. And, well, here's what Republicans want to do. I'm just going to be quite honest with you here as, as, as Christian and conservatives in that order. There you go. <laughs> It is incumbent on us to be good stewards of the blessings that God has given us. Now, people like Harry Sisson, Sison, whatever his name is, might tell you that your money is what you earned because you worked hard for it and you deserve it and you deserve to keep it unless the government needs to take it from you. That's what he believes. Christian conservatives typically believe that not only do we work hard, but our money, our property, it is it is in fact a blessing from the Lord. He is he has given us this for the time being for us to steward. Right. And being good stewards of what God has given us is being is being conscientious budgeters, investing wisely, giving back to the Lord through tithes and offerings and 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 sure. doing doing valuable things in society with your money and with your wealth, what you wealth you do have. Harry Sison wants you to believe that Republicans instead of just raising the debt ceiling, they want to cut things. But listen, Conservatives have their social media influencers too. I mean, who we we have who Dylan Mulvaney? He's not a conservative. Wait, he's not a conservative. No, okay, never mind. We, I mean, we've had people, we've had conservatives go off on a tangent before, like you know, like Howard Dean, Alex Jones. 
Well, I mean, that's the only one. Well, yes. Uh, Howard Howard Dean? Dean? Howard Dean would be considered a moderate today. Oh, I was trying to make a point, but, but yes. fair point on your end. I mean, President Biden's saying it's 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 good to be a king. It's it's good to be king. And what's happening is I mean, Republicans are saying, how about we just here's the thing. The White House is in a bit of a strange spot here because Democrats are typically all for cutting military spending. Mm-hmm. However, we're financing a war in which we're not involved in. Interesting. Remember, we're not involved. And so we're trying to we're not going to cut spending because if we cut spending we can't finance this war anymore. Yeah. So we're not going to do that. However, Republicans are saying, well, let's make some changes to work requirements. If you want food stamps under pandemic rules resuming in all states by July, able-bodied, low-income adults between the ages of 14, 18, and forty nine, without in, without dependents, can receive benefits for no more than three months in a three year period unless they are enrolled in a work program or are working. And Republicans have pushed that push to raise that age to 55. So between 18 and 49, starting in July, if you're going to get food stamps, you cannot have benefits for more than three months in a three-year period Mm -hmm. unless you're in a work program or Mm -hmm. you're working. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. Since the beginning of time, you have worked to put food on your table. Now, I Uh understand there are people who are in bad situations and things have gone south and it's taken a turn really quickly, and I get that. People who are able to work should work by the sweat of your brow. Yeah. Okay? Democrats are saying, no, we don't want to do that. Enforce the nanny state, spending more money on, I'm going to say it, entitlements. And Republicans are saying, well, wait, why would we raise the debt ceiling? Why would we raise the debt ceiling while spending more money? It's like American Dream Plan B. Um, and we're all free following. I'm just going to keep working them that's in. Good. Yeah, that's good. I'm just going to keep working good. them in here. That's uh, good. Seriously, I, what we're seeing right now is a do-over of what made America uh, uh, great. great. <laughs> um, and the Puritan work ethic of if you don't work, you don't eat is now antiquated, outdated, sure. nonsensical garbage from the framers that, I mean – if anything ever made us good as mm-hmm. a nation, it certainly wasn't that. Right. And what we find now is that we're living in a world where if you don't work, you get more food. Yep. And if you do work, you will pay more money on your mortgage Well, for I mean, those that don't. Well, even the losers get lucky sometimes. And I think mm. what we're seeing here, I see, see, I'm jumping good on job. board. Good I'm job. jumping on board. Proud of you. So here's the thing. Here's it was the thing. it's finally wake up time. It's wake up time. So the Biden administration, though, is, is in a tough spot. We are hedging closer and closer to an election year. Yes. Republicans in the House have already passed this bill to that they believe, right. with some work and some elbow grease, sure. would pass the Senate. Maybe. To raise the debt ceiling and get some cuts. With those caveats. Right. Conservative caveats. Right. But the negotiations have to take place over the next mm. week because June 1st is next Thursday. Yes. So you're in a tenuous situation. Do you want to be the president that oversees the fact when the, the moment that the debt ceiling is not reached and or not extended and we default on debt? Do you want to be do you want to be that guy? You're not that guy, man. You're not that guy. But there is a guy who Democrats are real or sorry, not Democrats. Let me let me back up. Leftists are really upset about. Mm-hmm. And I think we all know who that guy is. And that guy is Donald John Trump. And, 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 you know, they're, we've they're been, upset with him. We've been accused on the show as of late of being anti Trump. And I just want to, I just, just, just full transparency. 
He's gotten my vote in the last two general elections for president. Just full full transparency. My voting record, I think, is public. You I can think, go look at yep. it. Um, you, you can see who I voted for. So he's gotten my vote. And so we've been called we've been it's been said that we're very negative toward him. I I don't understand that. I think we've literally quoted him and talked about it. Guest essay in the New York Times today, Trump is back to make families fight again by Will Leitch. My cousin back in rural Illinois where I grew up and where most of my family still lives sent me a nice note over Facebook the other day. She saw I had a novel coming out and told me she was proud of me and couldn't wait to read it. I thanked her and said I'd love to catch lunch the next time I'm in town. She said that would be nice. And then she added, and no politics, I promise. Well, I promised as well. We're going to do our best to honor that promise, but it's getting harder again. Families across America that were so divided by the Trump era have only started to heal in the last couple of years, and now we're facing the possibility of a, of a sequel. I'm dreading, and I sense that she and many other Americans are dreading, having to go through this gauntlet again so soon. Politics have divided families in ugly ways, and I do sense that the Biden era has been a chance to try to heal. Mm. But the wounds may be about to be reopened. Dr. Biden. One of the implicit but central selling points of a Joe Biden presidency was that if he did his job right, the average American wouldn't have to pay much attention to him. Yes, the definition of campaigning from your basement is that you're nothing more than a useless plant in the corner. I'm going to cover the water stain, and I'm going to spend a bunch of money, but I'm not tweeting about it and being a terrible person, quote-unquote, so you don't have to worry about me. He ran on, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. The Trump years made it impossible, and the ubiquitousness of politics, the sense that you had to be screaming about the state of the world at all times, fractured families across the country. See, I don't believe this is just... A Trump problem. Some of these fissures became ruptures or even chasms. I have one friend, Will notes, who clashed with his in-laws over Mr. Trump so dramatically that his in-laws still haven't met their three-year-old granddaughter. Mm. Now, I will give you that, and and, and this is to a broader point, and we're going to bring Mr. Harry Sisson Sison back in here in a second to to, uh, elucidate and illuminate on this. This isn't about politics. We're not sitting at a table, Mitch. I don't go to my in-laws' house and sit at their table and discuss tax policy. Where where right. if my in-laws disagreed with me, they would say, well, we need a 20% tax rate. My in-laws don't think that. And I would say, no, we need a 10% tax rate. And then at the end of the conversation, we'd agree that maybe, well, 15. 15, 15% and some cuts would be right. good. Right. That's economic political talk. Right. What we're talking about here is deeper than Donald Trump, and there are people who do not like the man. And I can, and I, and I can, I can, I can deal with that. I'm not a sycophant, but I can understand on either side why you feel the way you feel. But at some point, we need to kind of merge back into reality a little bit. The problem is that the society and the culture at large has taken non-political issues and made them political. I don't know this personal situation, but I can tell you that there are families who say, well. Well, we believe this is the right thing to do, and other members of the family say, "Well, we're not going to come around you because you're that's that's wrong." Example: abortion, not a political issue. Right. We have to debate it and pass laws about it because, well, that's how the world works. But abortion, in of itself, we talked about, not a political issue. It's a cultural and theological issue, really. Uh, transing the kids. Yeah. Not a political issue. Do you believe that children should be mutilated? Yes or no. 
And if your answer is yes, I'm sorry, I, I disagree with you vehemently. Well, there's a narrative going around right now that I think we need to hit head on, and I'm going to look into the camera for just a second and tell you that there's a very specific narrative being peddled and perpetuated on you as citizens of America every single day, and that is that you cannot clearly and freely speak about what's in your heart as an American, as a citizen of this country, because if you do, it could hurt someone else's feelings. It, people might as well be wearing a shirt that says, yep. handle with care. Uh, I did it again. You're welcome. What I think we need to understand as Americans is, uh, here we go again with this idea of going back to what the framers intended. We must be able to clearly, freely speak about the issues that we care about, whether they're faith issues, moral issues, or political issues. If they're about taxes, whether they're about uh, guns, whether they're about speech, whether they're about whatever, we need to be able to talk about those. And what, what is amazing as two men have pointed out in their book, The Coddling of the American Mind, it came out in 2018. If you haven't picked it up, I'd encourage you to check it out. Jonathan Haidt, Greg Lukanoff, in their book, Coddling of the American Mind, really put out this idea that it's happening at the college college campus and university level where this myth, this all I won't call it a myth, this blatant lie is being perpetuated on Gen Z, and, and soon to be Gen Alpha, that silence is violence and speech is violence. Mm -hmm. And so as a conservative, everything you do, everything you say, and everything you don't do and say, those, all of that, you are, and, and I don't mean this in a very uh, sacrilegious way, you are damned if you do and damned if you don't. And what we've got to understand is, Justin, and I, I echo your sentiment on Trump, there are people that don't like him. Let me be very clear and transparent. And some of you listening to this right now might meet this criteria. There are people that don't like me. They're not going to like me whether I hedge on what I believe, what I say I believe or not. And so I might as well just be honest and speak the truth without compromise and hedging because the people that don't like me aren't going to like me regardless yeah. of whether I say, you know, 2 plus 2 equals 4 or 2 plus 2 equals 5. They're not going to like me either way. So as a conservative, and let me say that as you pointed out earlier, as a Christian conservative, we cannot back down, we cannot hedge from having faith in right. America. Right. Well done. Now, here's something else. I just want to get to this before we move on. There's been quite a change over the last couple of years. These disagreements have not gone away. The world is as perilous and fraught as it has always been, so, it, so then you're hedging that it's not Donald Trump's fault. Mm -hmm. But since Mr. Trump, notice, it's they President Obama. President it's President Obama, but it's never President Trump. Since, he, since Trump left office, you've been able to find moments of escape and respite, and even, yes, normalcy. Hey, there have Dr. not Biden. been constant presidential tweets. There has not been a ban on travel from several predominantly Muslim countries. No, but a, a carton of eggs costs $7. A gallon of milk costs three fifty. Whatever verbal gaffes Mr. Biden might make, you have felt fairly oh, confident okay. he'd never refer to another country with a scatological vulgarity. With the, uh, the uh, Blank money sign, H-I-T yeah. hole. I, Things have not okay. been perfect, Mitch. He didn't say Mitch. 
Uh, <laughs> and there are still plenty. There are still people desperately trying to fight about everything. There's always that relative who insists on making sure you saw his "Let's Go Brandon" hat. Uncle Uncle Fred. But with the easing of a pandemic that scrambled the planet, you've been able to walk around in the world for at least a few minutes at a time without worrying that it would explode. Who walks? Who walks around oh. thinking the world will explode? No one. Who honestly mm-hmm. thinks these things? And I'm going to say it again. No one. Not even the guy that wrote this article. No one walks around saying, oh, the earth is going to explode. Global warming is going to kill us all by noon. Maybe you even mended some fences with the people who, no matter how much you may disagree with them, you love. Well, that's the point. Because if you you love someone, love conquers all. And, 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 And you don't harbor resentment against those you love. My friend's daughter finally has a meeting with her grandparents' plan for this summer. Not cool. immediately, but this summer cool. probably live out of Good. state. You could take those first steps because right. for the first time in a long time, politics hasn't been the center of American life. As it probably should be right now because once but again... The, but the recent CNN town hall oh my was a reminder of storm clouds on the horizon. Looming. A majority of Americans do not want to see a re- rematch between Biden and Trump. There are many reasons for this. But I wonder if a bigger one for many people is the fear that those tumultuous times that we just went through an unceasing torrent that invaded our holiday dinner table are about to return. Every Christmas and Thanksgiving, no matter what year it is or what tumultuous time we live in, politics gets discussed. You know why? Do you want to know why? Because we're political creatures. Because what we do. And what if DeSantis gets the Republican nomination? Maybe that will just lead to entirely new fights. See, that's the Mm, thing. That's the thing. Trump is bad. But whoever the Republican nominee is, is much worse than Trump. Trump 2.0, 3.0, Trump light, Trump heavy, it doesn't matter. Though considering how bruising any nomination battle that Mr. Trump loses would be, I suspect it won't leave the country in a healing mood either. My cousin and I disagree on many things, and there have been times as when I saw her on Facebook cheering the buses of patriots on their way to Washington on January 5th, 2021. That's just before January 6th. Jason. When I thought our relationship was essentially over. Um... This was not long after she, someone who detasseled corn in the vast Illinois fields alongside me when we were both children, called me an elitist deep stater. Well, she still lives in Illinois, and you write for the New York Times. So, one of you is elite, and one of you isn't. Um, That was a cough, not a smirk. (laughs) Sorry. It was difficult to wrap my mind around how much had changed. I had gone from affably disagreeing with her about Mitt Romney. She's just a plain old American girl. To wondering if she'd lost touch with reality entirely. We can avoid talking about it, but it's coming. It lurks, waiting to blast us all apart again. If you want to know why millions of Americans are so wary of a Trump-Biden sequel, that gathering storm is a big part of the answer. To that point, let's go. It's time to move on. Let, let's, let's Real quickly, let's go to Harry Sisson. Okay, one more time. Sisson. I, I'm going to call him Sisson because root word. Here's what he has to say about Donald John. It is essential that Donald Trump loses in 2024. Why? Because think about what his America would look like. Guns would be rampant. Weapons like the AR-15 would not only be encouraged to purchase, but they'd be easier to get and put in the hands of bad people. Reproductive rights for women would be more restricted than ever before. If you think it's bad now, just wait until that lunatic gets back into office. LGBTQ plus rights will be attacked on a national level. Our environment will be destroyed. Any progress we've made there will be gone. Our economy will be obliterated. I mean, Donald Trump lost jobs during his presidency and the division and the hatred that donald trump produces will be at all-time highs that's not an america i want to live in and i don't think you want to either uh I, you see his face at the end i won't get into uh, listen he's, he's woefully i don't say what i said earlier okay he's woefully uninformed misinformed disinformed wait is there he's, a 
purposeful disinformation campaign going through think so sisson he i mean i just want to let him know that there's room at the top for him if he wants it i i think that's that's a deep track (laughs) right there uh the point here is donald trump is very 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 decisive at or maybe that's not the word i'm looking for he he causes a lot of people to have a lot of heartburn divisive divisive Divisive. now let me jump into that for just a second leadership is about making decisions correct and every decision as you said he's decisive but i'm not divisive every decision does what divides it does there will be people that do not like you can half of the country will always hate the president you could give everybody in america a free popsicle and they'd all complain that it wasn't their favorite color or flavor that's where we are you could give everybody in America a million dollars, and people in Oakland, California, would complain that it wasn't three point five million dollars. I'm good. There's a reason I said that. Oh, you, reparations. Yeah, you could. I mean, listen. No one is going to like what anyone does, especially if there's another letter or color beside their name. And on election night in 2024, November the whatever, the first Tuesday after the first Monday, when that happens, no matter. Who gets the W if it's if it's that night or three weeks later because California is still season. I'm sorry Arizona is still counting votes. Election um, day is Tuesday, November the fifth. Fifth, all right, November the fifth. A date. My which birthday's will live. on a Friday that year. All right, that's good. Um, make sure I don't get you anything for your birthday uh, again this year because uh, that's how we do it. Uh, I think what we've got to realize is, and I, I'm just going to beat this horse. Uh, not that I ever encouraging beating animals, because uh, I know someone's coming after me now. See, and I'm not going to hedge. Beat an animal. Uh, no, that's terrible. Don't, Don't do beat that. animals. Don't do that. Well, what, beat a dead horse. It's you fine. know, beat a dead horse. Tell the truth and do yep. it in love. Yep. Speak the truth in love. Be winsome, but listen. Speak the truth. People aren't going to like you regardless. Whether Donald Trump's the nominee, Ron DeSantis. Tim Scott, Mike Pompeo, Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley Vivek Ramaswamy, Vivek Ramaswamy, Chris, Christy Nome, Chris Sununu, Chris Sununu. It doesn't matter. Chris Christie. If, if Chris Christie is Dear the nom- sweet. If Rick Santorum, who is, I remember that guy, Snap Famous. If, if whoever it is, it could be. Have I said Donald John Trump? I did. You he did. was number. He one. was number one. Whoever He's the nominee is, half of America, including half of maybe all of your family, is not going to like him. True. It doesn't matter. Correct. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, and, and by the way, let me be very clear. Our hope does not lie in the White House. Whether whether a good president's there, a bad president, or someone who is milquetoast at best and has no bearing on the American people. Well, that would be Joe Biden. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he provides a space for healing or whether he's incendiary and or somewhere in between. It doesn't matter. Right. At the no, I agree the, with you. At the end of the day, our hope lies in... Uh, here we go with the preachy stuff. Our hope lies in Jesus alone yeah. and the hope sure. that he provides, the grace that he extends... And for the very practical, basic economic issues that I think most of us care about, who's going to give me 
the best opportunity to live, work, and raise my family in an environment where I don't have to spend $350 to fill my tank to go see my grandparents that I broke a relationship with. Over their own political views. If I had to drive to Illinois to see my grandparents, they don't live there. Yeah. If, if Thank I, God. They say it's going to cost me a million dollars to go there. Yeah. There's economic... Con- Every election has... Consequences. So, I mean, at the end of the day, for this young man and for most... We just need to calm down. Calm down. Like and from I, from, from, from inside from, from inside from inside out. We just need to calm down. Good, okay. Good, good. Final thing today. We talked about marriage last week. I think we talked about polyamory. Polyamory oh. seems a bit too far. And and you don't know how it feels to Somebody deal in politics. Somebody she's my baby. You don't. Yeah, and she is, and she is, and she is, and he yeah. is. Just um, a face in the crowd. Right. Um. So. We're, we're talking now about something more interesting. And maybe, you know, someone feels like that, you know, they were telling people to stop dragging their heart around, or maybe they're saying, you know what, this is the end of the line. The end of the line, and I, I'm done. I'm done. You know, you wrecked me, and I'm going to move on. This is a story from Ohio, Mitch. You know how we talk about the joke Florida man? No, this Ohio is cold. woman. This is cold for Mitch. This is from the New York Post. I'm afraid. You said you led at the top of the show with what was it? Human called? interest. Solo, sologamy. 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 Whatever. She's taking self love to a whole new level. Oh, dear. An elderly Ohio woman recently married herself in a touching ceremony dedicated to what matters most. Dorothy Dottie. Fideli, what a last name for this one, 77, wore a white dress and a veil. And decorated her walker. <laughs> can you cheat on yourself? Fideli, I just, I'm curious. Yeah, you can. You could marry somebody. Fideli, <laughs> who lives at O'Bannon Terrace Retirement Home in Goshen, Ohio, told this outlet, KCEN News, that she got the idea from a neighbor who saw a woman do something similar on television. The mother of three explained she was previously married in a courthouse ceremony in 1965, but the union didn't last, because this is something I've always wanted. I wanted to get married and have a happy life, but things didn't work out the, that way, and now I have a second chance in doing something that will make me happy, she said of herself, Union. Love, love is the most important thing in the world, and if you love God and love yourself, Wait. this world will be a field of roses. Fideli was also grateful to celebrate the occasion with her fellow <laughs> retirement home residents. If marriage is not in the cards for them, then there's something out there that will make them happy and find themselves in life and fulfill their soul, she says. Um, just really quick, I want to get to her point that if you love God and love yourself, that the world will be a better place. I feel like there's a Bible verse that should be... Uh, hold on, hold on, right, hold on. on. Matthew 22, mm-hmm. 37. Mm-hmm. Let me pull it up real quick. Love. And I want to get... I read out of the New King Jimmy. Okay. So, let me That's just... That's not the We the People Bible, is it? No, it is not. Okay, just making sure. Uh, Jesus, Jesus says... In Matthew twenty two thirty seven, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. He so, goes on. Yep. He goes on here. Let and me make sure two. I get. Let me make sure I get the right version here. As I'm sorry, this is bad. This is the first and greatest commandment, verse thirty nine, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as, as yourself. yourself. So on these two commandments hang. All the law and the prophets. Now, in Luke chapter 10, he's talking to the lawyer. 
And he stumps mm-hmm. the lawyer, and the lawyer then responds with, well, who is my neighbor? And Jesus says, I'm glad you asked. Bible to remix. Mm-hmm. And he gives him the parable of the Good Samaritan. Now, if you've been to Israel, the road from Jericho to Jerusalem, He's you're blue. climbing 3,000 feet. Justin with the weird flex here. Sorry. If you've been to you, Israel. If you've been to Israel. But if, I'm serious. Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, for because sure. you for don't, sure. I don't think you, tr- like, seeing it, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, your mm-hmm. ears are constantly popping as you as you ascend elevation because at the, at the Dead Sea, you're well below sea level. Mm. So then you get, this is the road where the great Good Samaritan yeah. stories happened. Um, the point is, love God. So everyone gets that one. Yep. We're good with that. Mm. But no one likes the whole love others thing. Specifically when it comes to marriage. Sologamy. Is she saw something weird. TV? The motivations behind sologamy differ on a case-by-case basis. Some pursue it as a rejection of societal norm. Others seek self-love or self-fulfillment. Others are engaged in an alternate form of reality. <laughs> All of these, however, reason, point out underlying issues within the culture. This is from fouryourmarriage.org. A sense of oppression, a dearth of love from others, and the cultivation of a world centered on one's own self. Now as much as ever, if not more, good examples of holy and beautiful marriages are needed, and Christ-like love for neighbor must be taken up with renewed vigor. That I can agree with. This whole idea of, there's a marriage ceremony that happened, an African-American woman got married to herself um, in um, another state. I don't remember where. This is actually commonplace now. People found that they were being unfulfilled in their dating life due to the pandemic and having mm-hmm. to do dates over Zoom, which really, really. you got to keep so, everybody safe. So, uh, and, and in my point would be, Women typically like to... By the way, mostly women are doing this. Women like to talk on dates. Zoom is the perfect avenue to talk on dates because that's all you can do. I mean, you're not in a movie theater. You're not you know, at dinner where you can be on your phone. Like a Zoom date, you're only talking. So I don't know why that would be a problem. But these people were unfulfilled in their dating relationships. Mm-hmm. So instead of that, they decided, what can I do to make me happy? Well, I make me happy, so I'll just marry myself, which is not a marriage. Right. Let me just let me just let me just be frank with you here. Uh, marriage can only be between a man marriage. and a woman. Can only be between a man and a woman. There is no such thing as homosexual marriage. I'm gonna let that sink in for a second because uh, I know we're gonna get yelled at uh, on that. I'm just gonna read the Oxford English Dictionary. Okay. The legal, the legally or formally recognized union of two people, two people as partners. In a personal relationship, historically, and in some jurisdictions, specifically, a union between a man and a woman. Ooh, Oxford Dictionary getting woke. Well, it's in the it's in the it's in the parentheses there. Um, so Oxford Oxford's got a um, you know they've got a pretty antiquated view of marriage here. Well, that's that. I mean, the point is. There's no other type of marriage except one between a man and a woman. So this idea that you can marry yourself is, quite frankly, the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Close. I, I mean, it, it ranks it's, up it's there. Ranks, it, it ranks, ranks up there. I mean, what, do you, what would you rather have? But we're now, mm-hmm. we're now in a situation where we have people marrying multiple people, y- yes. which I was told would not happen. Polygamy, also known as... Polyamory, polyamory or throuples. Well, or if we say polyamory, it doesn't sound like so, polygamy. It's so cute so we don't way. sound like it does not. It's not polygamy. It's polyamory. Oh, we'll so change the language. We, we're not in a cult anymore. And it's not a marriage. It's a civil union. Oh, you remember when, when we a, were pushing uh, for let me gay 
it's people to have civil credit. unions. credit. Yes, you can get you can get benefits, but you're not married. Oh, okay. We get all the benefits of marriage, but okay. Common yeah. law. Yeah, okay. it's like living together before you're married. So the point is, you get this polyamory stuff going on. Then you get the sologamy you're going getting, on. Like, you're getting pretty old school today. Sologamy. Point out where I'm wrong. All of this are shots at traditional marriage. Well, I mean, of I mean the culture, we're lost uh, on traditional marriage at this take point. A, uh, I think you're treating the symptom. Let's go to the problem. What is it really taking a shot at? It's taking a shot at God's order of marriage. It's taking a <laughs> shot at... I mean, transgenderism is a shot at the Imago Dei. Um, homosexual behavior is a shot at the Imago Dei because any sexual sin is actually... Uh, scripture says that... Sexual sin is not a sin against other people. It is a sin against your own body. Yeah. So it is a shot at the Imago Dei and also a shot at God's design for marriage. But that's not new. King David was taking shots at God's design for marriage during his time as both king and before that with multiple wives. And it was happening well before that as well. Abraham took shots at it. The serpent in the garden. Did God really say? The point is... We have a couple of different fronts that we're looking at as as Christians and and folks who look at these things from a biblical worldview. The number one is how do we steward our money? How do we remain wise in how we treat the things that God has blessed us with? Number two is how we interact with the people around us. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the Donald Trump situation, so I'm going to call it now, patent pending, the, <laughs> the Donald, Donald the Trump DJT situation. situation. We can have you can disagree with one another. I think yeah. that's what makes America great. Yeah, huh? <laughs> is you can disagree, is you can disagree with one another and still have a conversation. And at the end of the day, say, well, you know, we disagree, but I still love you. <laughs> you know, I don't, just because just because you think differently about this issue does not mean that I can't talk to you anymore, mm-hmm. even if it's so deep as something like transgenderism or something. That person is still created, you know, by God and 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 is deserving. Grace can be extended. To this point where people are now trying to escape the world and escape people so much that they feel like the only thing that can bring them happiness and joy is themselves. Uh, they're going to find that doesn't work either. So as Christians, we need to make sure we're really well-rounded in what Scripture says about all of these things. And in order to be well-rounded in Scripture, I'm just going to get my plug. You need to be reading the whole thing. Yeah. Like the entire thing, at least once a year. And so, <laughs> or less than that if you want. Um, there are people out there right now saying... You just wrecked me. That's true. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Again, I'm telling you, there room, there's room at the top. You know what? Maybe you are looking for saving grace. The point, that was my last one for the day. We have a lot to get to. Tim Scott, by the way, in the midst of our show today, announced mm-hmm. he's running for president down at Charleston Southern, down at Baptist College. Some people down in some Charleston Southern. Really good seats. Some great pictures on social media. Yeah, so we'll, we'll recap that. Want to remind you of something that's going on? Probably should have mentioned this off the top. The Senate yeah. <laughs> is coming back tomorrow. Tomorrow, on Tuesday, Tuesday, the twenty third, to at noon. Concur or not concur? To concur take a vote or not concur? To take a vote on concurrence yes. on Senate Bill four seven four. That bill has some amendments that were passed in the House, so it has to return to the Senate. The Senate has to concur on those before it can be sent to the governor's desk and signed into law. So the Senate is basically ratifying the changes. Yes. And then it will go to the governor's desk should it be passed for concurrence. Encourage you to link with us on our newsletter, palmettofamily.org. You can sign up for our newsletter. You can also download our app for push notifications. We'll be alerting you as to what happens tomorrow in the Senate. In the meantime, I would encourage you to please contact your senator, reach out to them, encourage them to stand for life, Mm -hmm. and vote to concur. That's right. 
That's the simple. And by the way, if you don't know, concurrence is agreement. Another word for agreement. Yep. And the statistics of it, you cannot filibuster a concurrence vote. Correct. It is a simple up and down vote, and you need 50% plus, plus one. one. A simple so, majority. So simple majority, 50% plus one. But and, I, I don't yeah. think that's any excuse not to act. You no, know, that's more excuse, I, I think, in my opinion. I think we've got to encourage our senators. Um, if you have your senator's phone number, don't blow them up. But just reach out to them, encourage them to stand for life. You say, my senator is uh, somebody who wouldn't stand for life anyways. Call them anyways and encourage them. Give them grace and truth together. Encourage them to stand for life whether they're going to vote for it or not. Right. Be a voice for the voiceless. You have the opportunity to be a hero for lives of preborn children in South certainly Carolina. Certainly do. You certainly do. Visit our Facebook page. Uh, there we have the link to the email. If you aren't on the newsletter list yet, you can get that link on our Facebook page. If you like our show, and I think you do if you're watching it or listening to it, or maybe you're just scoping us out for enemy intel. We don't have any intel here. Uh, you can, <laughs> we barely have any you intelligence here. Place. You've come to the wrong place if you're looking for intelligence. Uh, you can like this show on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to it. That way you get alerted every time a new show is available. If you want to watch it, you can do that on Facebook or our YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe to both of those. That way you get alerted whenever we are uploading a new video or whether we go live from time to time, as we are prone to do. Later on this week, we'll have an interview with Alan Wilson, Attorney oh, General, to excellent. talk about judicial reform. We've got Representative Brandon Guffey coming on the show this week to talk about great that sextortion bill, and we'll talk through his story. That will be a great show. You won't want to miss that. We'll also have several Republican uh, female representatives coming on to the show to talk about what happened in the House last week with that vote, and we're looking at having some Senate leadership on the show as well in the coming weeks as they wrap up session here in 2023. Plenty of news to get through throughout the week, but that is all we can get to today. We thank you so much for always choosing to make us your source of conservative talk in the state of South Carolina. We appreciate you and what you do to make us the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. For everyone here at Palmetto Family, including Mitch Prosser to my left, do you have one final Tom Petty line you want to throw in? Got anything for us? No? You've been left speechless? It's a dirty world. But just head out into the great wide open. There it is. That's beautiful. I'm Justin Hall. We will talk to you later this week right here on the Palmetto Family Matters Show.